You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another friendly episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. And my name is Rob. So glad to be hanging out here with you today. So glad and thankful that you're hanging out with us. Looking forward to the show. Just want to thank everyone for being here. If you do um, appreciate what we do for you, please leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Also want to appreciate and thank all the new members out there. We've been getting a lot of new members and uh, greatly appreciate it. Also, you know, there's been this thing, Rob, and I just, I want to thank the community. I'm not trying to humble brag here, but, you know, I've been seeing a lot of the other Facebook groups, like literally just digressing into a hole of misinformation. A lot of the other Facebook groups. And while that's bad for the community as a whole, I also just really appreciate everyone who is in our community, who uh, maintains a focus on helping people rather than trying to correct people and and feed their ego. Um, That doesn't help anyone. In fact, I think it hurts everyone as a whole. So I love the fact that our community is still positive, motivated. People are still willing to do the research to find the right questions. They're not trying to serve their ego. And... um, it's a level of gratitude I, I really can't express. Sure. Um, I just want to hug our community. I mean, like, really, thank you. No, no, absolutely. So a couple things on that. We had a, a post recently, and I'm not going to go into any detail at all, that I'll just say that the response to it really made my heart happy. You probably know the one that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And the way the community responded to this post that could have gone awry very quickly was amazing. Number two. Uh, you're talking about the guy who said I've been trying to get a hold of Paul and Rob for two days. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and yeah. So opinions on that aside, the way the community responded was I was really really proud of them. But I, you know I was thinking I've been thinking a lot about it because or for a long time I've thought about it. How is our community so different? And I think there's various reasons. But I think one of the reasons because I'm really trying to nail this down and, and we're always trying to learn and and make data-based decisions you've always liked to say and I totally agree with and so there's technical data that we can get through um, you know back-end website information etc but there's also just sort of common sense of what are we seeing and and hearing and and uh, and and looking at in terms of what we read and so forth and I think one thing is there's a lot of people in the industry that are in these other groups that I would suggest would feel like I don't need somebody like drone you. Like they're too good for it, right? And that's and, great. And they may or may <laughs> Well, they do. And that may or may not be true. Because you know what though, Rob? I love this. I love this. You know why? Because that person will never ever ever reach their full potential well, for I success. I no, don't think that's true. They very well may. Uh, we're not No, I think they mm-mm. may. So no, we're just going to agree to disagree on that. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to leave it there because something funny. that I've learned very recently is that if your motivations are negative for like for example, if you're using your competition like I have been, if you're using your competition as motivation to propel yourself forward at the end of the race, like 5, 10, 20 years down, I would be so unhappy with my life if I continue to motivate myself and my success by competing against other people. There has to be some genuine, good-hearted, 
positive reason that you are trying to be successful, whether you want to genuinely help other people or make a difference in the world, or it's because it's what you like doing. And that's totally okay. You can be very selfish and say, look, this is just what I'm really passionate about. And I think that's a good thing because when you are passionate about it, it's going to make your job so much better than your competition because your heart and your soul is dedicated into that. And I want to continue this statement, Rob, because I think it's extremely important to understand that those people who serve their ego, no, they will never, ever, ever be what is quote unquote truly successful, which means they're going to be happy and they're going to have a lot of money. Because here's the thing with those type of people who are not lifelong learners and who serve their ego, I don't want them in my damn community because the only people they are serving is themselves. Please get out. Okay. (laughs) So I don't disagree with most of what you just said. My point though, is that just because somebody is not a part of drone you doesn't mean they fall into that particular oh, category. I'm not saying that at all. Well, okay. I just want to make that very I, clear. That's yeah. not the point I'm making. Yeah. But I do think I, yeah. there is some element of humility that it takes for somebody to say, you know what? I need even, and I, w- I certainly want to be a part of a community like Drone You, and I think there are a lot of people in the other groups that don't have that level of humility, that th- they're not bad people. It's just they don't feel they need it, and maybe they don't. But the people that are there, they just have that mentality of humility and and a desire, generally speaking, I think, and, and we've seen this, and I don't know why we got on this, but we've seen it, and and so my point is, it just those kinds of folks gravitate towards the community and it's created this really cool thing that we see manifest in a post like the one I referred to True. whereby everybody was just incredibly supportive I thought and there were some people that called them to task and and were very honest but they did it in the right way and I love that so thank you for listening to this if you did um, and and letting us go down this rabbit hole a little bit. But uh, it's important and and we're proud of the community and, and that speaks to the people there, not us. Please understand that. Um, I just want to say really quickly that I agree with you that I am not saying that if you're in our community, you're not one of those people. So I'm glad that you made that point because that's not the point I was trying to make. I just locked on to something else that you said and was like, whoa, hold on a second. So um, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Rob, because it's really important. We should probably get to our question we today. Should. Yeah. But th- it's <laughs> Brought just to ex- you by the drone you community. It's just extremely important. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. Go ahead. It's extremely important, Rob, for everyone to understand out there. You are only going to reach your full success if you have, uh, at least this is what I've seen with the most successful people, you have um, an openness and willingness to learn. You are able to understand that you are your own worst enemy, and I am the first person to understand that. Um, In addition, you have to be constantly motivated and driven, and I feel like the only way to do that is if you're passionate about what you're doing. And by the way, this is very important because for everyone that we have been doing these enterprise trainings for and these consults and and everything, I have been telling people, I'm like, your program is only going to be successful if you choose these type of people to work in the program. And if you ask them to do this, 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 and this on top of what you're asking them to do with drones, expect the whole program to fail. Like I'm just openly telling managers, like 
If you want to fail, do this, do this, do this. Yes, we know it feels natural to you, but that doesn't mean it's right. Okay. It's like this, you need to be detail oriented, willing to learn, and you don't have an ego because if you have an ego, that's exactly when machoism as the FAA calls it kicks in. You have a problem, you have a failure. And you know what? I'm tired of hearing enterprise customers being like, well, we had, you know, three, four crashes and now we're very risk averse. And it's like, well, if you would have handled the thing properly in the first place, everything would be fine. You know, I don't want to hear your complaints. Let's solve the damn problem. You know what I mean? So sorry. Anyway, I think it's extremely relevant. Um, by the way, uh, today's question is uh, brought to you by our amazing training community. Um, if you're not in there, that's unfortunate. Um, if you are in there, I don't just want to say greatly th uh, thank you greatly. Thank you for inspiring others. Thank you for motivating others. Thank you for helping people when they need it most. Thank you for helping people when they're feeling frustrated, they have nowhere to go, and they can't find answers. Thank you to everyone who goes out there and helps those people. Thank you to the people who put their ego aside and try to answer the question as accurately as possible instead of just trying to be right to prove a point. Thank you to those people and thank you to the DroneU community. Because of you, we're able to be stringent and strict about our training standards, about the type of training that we do and the type of people we get to train. So thank you. Here, here. Hey guys, Matt here. Love you guys' podcast. I actually just started listening a few days ago. I've been doing a lot of research trying to figure out, uh, you know, which setup is right for me and just figuring out ground control points. I work in the for an excavator, um, so I'm very familiar with ground control and setting it and everything. But thinking about going into drone surveying or drone mapping, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what the best route for new sites is and setting ground control. Most construction sites already have a surveyor, you know, on the job that sets ground control. Is that ground control okay to use if you set up, say, your uh, landing mat on top of it in, you know, in the correct position? Or is it encouraged to create your own ground control? Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Really uh, appreciate your time. And uh, we always love getting questions like this from folks that are um, boots on the ground, so to speak, and, and kind of living in the world that we're talking about. It, it's a cool perspective that we uh, get to answer questions from. So you, you took his question and said that there were at least three questions in there that you heard that were important. So uh, take it away. Well, I mean, I think GCP distribution is important. Um, num that's one thing. It looks like he sounds like he's trying to get out of it. Um, number two is he's asking, can I use existing control points? And the answer is depends. Um, and then um, it sounds like we need to kind of go over the definition of ground control points and we need to go over the types of ground control points because I think that's important as well. So whenever it comes to drone mapping, in order to georectify your map, which means to create in uh, um, an absolute accuracy, which means essentially how accurate is your map to its real world position, IRL, or in real life. And we could go down the rabbit hole on... Uh, all the different accuracies and, and whatnot, but we're not going to. We're going to talk about ground control points really quick because ground control points are used to georectify our map, and I just explained what that means, okay? But where we put our ground control points is just as important as 
as the ground control points themselves or as the type of equipment that we use for ground control points. I think it's so critical. You know, we've talked about different various uh, applications of this. And it was funny because I was adding some new things into our mapping class that we're doing for New York since I was like, you know what? After um, I just hired someone to do some recon for us on another mapping class. And there was something that I liked that was in their presentation that I was like, you know what? I'm going to add that to mine. But a uh, long story short is with ground control points, we spend a lot of time on this in the class. And we talk about GCP distribution. We talk about um, what is a ground control point. A ground control point is actually two separate pieces. Oh, excuse me, guys. Sorry, my BlackBerry ringtone is going off. Um, squirrel. Um, it's two pieces. You have the GPS and you have the ground target, right? The ground target is how you visualize that known geo-reference point that's taken from the ground and the target allows you to view that very finite point from the sky. People do not understand how important those targets are compared to even the GPS solution. And this is a great you know, point that, that Bill made when we were at the NTSB training. Because, you know, ground control points, according to PIX4D, should be 10 times ground sampling distance, okay? So if my ground sampling distance is, um, is an inch, then I'm supposed to have 10 inches one way and 10 inches the other way. Well, I've found that that causes our projection error to go up significantly, which causes our overall accuracy to go down. So that's why with our landing pads, um, they're actually 40 times GSD. So they make choosing that very small finite point from a very high up place in the sky very easy. D does that make sense to you? So we need to see a point this big, this like, a, like a, a, literally the size of a pin from 200 feet up. Oh, and if you're mapping a large area, now from 400 feet up. So how do you intend on getting a high level of accuracy if your ground control point targets are not extremely large compared to your ground sampling distance. This is another reason that I think those targets on Amazon that have the grommet on the very center of the, the landing pad, I'm like, okay, whoever came up with this was an idiot because the amount of error that you're literally injecting into your map because of the area around that grommet is enough that... Well, I wouldn't use it. So anyway, long story short is, you know, he asked a very specific question. Can I use the ground control points that surveyors drop the pins and they're there? Can we use that? That's a great question. Um, and he also asked, can I throw my pad over that known point and then just mark it? So a great little trick that I actually uh, was thinking up in my mind as we were listening to this question is, mm -hmm. um, you know, our landing pads are... Um, how do I say this? They're they're designed very specifically. We've gone through so many, um, uh, what is it called, design changes. But what you could do is if you wanted to put our landing pad over a known point where there's a survey nail, all you've got to do to put our pad over that exact point is take a magnet with you. So that way you put the pad over the known point and then you use the magnet to find the actual survey nail and then you move the pad over the exact point of the survey nail. So that is a known point. Can you use that in your map? Yes, you totally can if you put the target directly over that survey nail. Now here's the thing, with GCP distribution, not only do you need, you know, five GCPs in let's say like a five acre area, 10 acre area, um, but you also need control points because the software needs to essentially say, okay, I see how you marked these points, but I also wanna see known points and essentially say how good 
um, is your ability to mark those GCPs versus the known GCP. So essentially, PIX4D, and I'm not sure if many other programs do this, but in PIX4D, you go into checkpoints and you change the classification of the GCP to a checkpoint, so that way the software does not use the checkpoint as a way to geo-reference the map. It's simply a way to cross-check the geo-referencing that you did with the GCPs, okay? So it's really important according to ASPRS standards that 20% of our GCPs are checkpoints. Have I lost you yet? Oh yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> This is why, again, you got to come to our mapping class. It's so funny because there was a guy asking a bunch of questions in our DroneU community. And I finally figured out a nice way to tell people that you would understand this if you took the mapping class because you are asking a question that dictates your understanding and culpability of information that's 10 levels deep. So literally stacked, 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 stacked information 10 levels deep and you're asking that question. So I finally said, ah, I finally realized your black swan is and you haven't gone to one of the classes. And I invite you to join us at one of the classes because the, the level of depth that this information goes is so extremely, uh, it's extremely deep. But here's the thing. Why, why is that important to you? Why should you care? I'll tell you why you should care. If you go to another drone school or you go to YouTube Academy and you listen to the couple who talks about drone mapping, you are setting yourself up for failure. Why? If you are learning how one specific cloud-based app works, you have no idea how the cloud software is processing it. You have no idea what variables that they're using, what formula they're using to process your map. And when you come to our class, you learn all that stuff. So you're not limited to just one deliverable. Hey guys, here's an ortho mosaic. And then a client asks you, is it ortho rectified? And you've heard the word geo rectified, but you don't know what ortho rectified means. So you just say, yeah. And then you don't really understand that ortho rectified actually means rectifying your map to the curvature of the earth. Uh, rather, you just think it's geo rectified. Does your ortho rectification always work with geo rectification? No. So I can keep going here. Drone you oh, built know. this damn class <laughs> so that you can offer a myriad of deliverables with a deep sense of understanding of what those deliverables are, the variables it takes to make those deliverables, and also you are given information to help you solve problems in the field. Look, I only want to train people who want to be like me. They understand the systems of how drones are made, so if there's a problem in the field, they can fix it. They understand how drone mapping works, so if one particular acquisition app doesn't work or they don't have internet, they know exactly how to fix that problem. But they also know how to fix the problem if their RTK GPS is not getting a signal and they need to know how to use PPP or, or PPS. Or maybe not know how, but they're, or PPK. they're willing to learn. Yes, they want to learn exactly. how to I think the greatest step anyone can take in this life if they have ever want to advance their ability to grow revenue and their ability to help other people by providing deliverables is first understanding that they don't know what they don't know. It's true for all of us. As soon as you think you know everything, you're done. Uh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about three levels deeper than that. Ooh. I'm talking about that that person says, I don't know everything. But then that person says, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. And then there's a level of, I can't even conceive what I don't know that I don't know that I don't know. Like literally. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> that was a great scene from Dude, Where's My Car? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> okay. It's okay. We have lots of uh, cultural um, diversion to, to give you. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But we got you through Step Brothers, so that's good. 
We did, and I laughed a little bit. <laughs> Contagiously. It's not the first time I disappointed somebody watching a movie and how much I didn't laugh, but that's okay. It was pretty funny. It was actually pretty interesting because Josh and I were just sitting there like laughing up a storm, and you're over there like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, okay, let's get back on topic here. Ground control points. You're going to need checkpoints on top of your GCPs. Are your existing points going to work? It depends on what you're trying to map. Because look, if those known points are at the corner of the property, then you need to ensure that you have probably two or three rungs of photos outside of that to actually mark your GCPs, okay? Really important. So can he use the known points? The answer is it depends. If he has a wide enough mapping area outside of those points that it it. Uh, his map encompasses those points, but there's still two rungs or flight lines of photos outside of those points, then the answer is yes. He needs to have at least five ground control points. So, so, so if he has five known points, that's great. If he doesn't, there are multiple GPS solutions on the market that he can use to gather those points. Now, would you, in that, in that particular situation, and maybe it makes the question moot, but in that case, would you verify those points somehow before using them? Verify what points? The the existing ground yes. control points. I, I would verify them, but chances are there if they were marked by a surveyor, you could probably trust them. Okay. So, but we also do know because of drone mapping that there are a lot of errors in surveying because of hastiness, um, speed of getting jobs done, and what we call human error. Very sure. simple, okay? Data solves human error. Data can also ruin our culture. So there's that. <laughs> that was three levels deep. Oh, yeah. Well, if you haven't checked out The Great Hack on Netflix, I highly recommend you watch it. That's if you want to realize that you're living in the Matrix or not. If you don't want to know, don't watch. There's something so, to that. If you want to know that your vote doesn't count, then watch it. <laughs> oh, boy. So... No, I mean you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta garnish attention to say this is why this matters. I'm this, moving to Florida, so my vote counts. Florida, Ohio, or Michigan, but you have to be a persuadable one of seventy thousand people. But I would need my your five thousand data points to understand whether you're a persuadable or not. Mm. Anyway, watch it on that bombshell. That's gonna do it for us today. I hope I helped this guy out. If you have a question about drone mapping, and you're thinking like, hmm, maybe I should check out drone mapping. If you're, I hate to give this, uh, this analogy because it's like gender, but like, you know, like as, as a guy growing up, my dad always taught me, you never literally take the stairs into the pool. Just you jump in, you're a man, like you jump in, it's cool. I know that there are some gender stereotypes that are probably bad in this world, but this is one of those that I don't really feel bad about, okay? So I jump in the pool all the time, <laughs> all right? Now, if you're like me, you like to jump all in because you understand the value of understanding like systems as a whole because you understand the value that that provides to you. Well, if you understand that value, then you've got to join us at a DroneU mapping class. Just go to DroneU.education and go to training events and check it out. But that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name's Rob. This is Ask Dronio. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, 
business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone You.